tonight, the Ask Brothers return to the podcasting fold with the first instalment of our new monthly format. We talk transfers, boo boys, the upcoming August fixtures, and pick up where we left off last year. Telling the staffy to fuck off. All this and more tonight in this and Ask Brothers Rankcast. Welcome to this and Ask Brothers Rantcast, the the 2019 edition of Ask Brothers Rantcast. We're back. We didn't know whether we were going to come back or not. We were, we were so run down by last season. We didn't, you know, Toby and I took three months off of football, literally took three months off of football and, and, and had a good hard think about what we wanted to do. And we've decided to come back. We've decided that our like 17 fans need us in their lives and that that it's our job to to come to you on a Wednesday morning or a Thursday morning with some kind of, of ramble about Arsenal. So, you know, joining us on the Ask Brothers Day, we've decided we're going to change it up a bit this year. So mm-hmm. we're not going to do every week this year. This is going to be an Ask Brothers monthly review. And what we're going to do is if there are little bits that we need to cover, we might throw out a couple little half-hour podcasts throughout the year. Or if it's a North London derby and we really want to rip into it, we might put out a special, an Ask Brothers special. But for this year, it's going to be the Ask Brothers Monthly. And Toby and I decided that there was maybe enough of our voices. And maybe we needed to bring in some other brothers, some other brothers to the church of Aspro. So we welcome, we welcome Brother Manny, into the fold. Manny, how are you, brother? All good over here, bro. All good. How are you? I'm good, mate. And we welcome Brother Ryan all the way from the very safe and very secure America <laughs> where there is no gun crime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I own no guns, I promise you. There's not a deer head mounted on my uh, living room, I promise. Why don't you tell the, you tell the listeners where your, your father's from? <laughs> well, I was born and raised in uh, born and raised Long Island, but yeah, my dad, well, my dad's dad is from South Carolina. There you go. Could be so worse. Definitely... It could be from like the Panhandle of Florida or Alabama. <laughs> There's yeah. definitely some guns in the family. Brother Toby, OG Toby, how are you, mate? Brother Max, I'm I'm well. It's good to be back. It was a what long you... break. I don't I don't know if I'm yet healed, Brother Max. Oh, but, mate, um, we'll, we'll I, see I, how it goes. We'll I don't think goes. I don't think I'm I'm healed. I've I've taken three months off. So full three months, listeners, off all of the forums, off all of Arsenal Australia, off all of the Arsenal fan forums. Yeah. I barely watched a preseason game outside of a highlight. I really, I was really hurt last year. It really fucked me up. The Europa League final really fucked me up. It was the last nail in probably a, a month-long coffin that really, really made me question a lot of things. Not my supportership of Arsenal, but it made me question the way that I support Arsenal and the intensity that I support Arsenal with. So I'm three months off and I'm feeling really, really refreshed. Manny, you've uh, you've been a bit like me, a bit quieter over this preseason. How have you mm. found it? Great, man. Peaceful. I only popped up for like... Um, I can't remember when it was. I think it was when the shirts came out. I popped up and I decided to antagonize a few people, you know, called out from, you know, a few Arsenal fans like I usually do and it fucking worked. And then I just 
faded back into the shadows again. You know what I mean? Let other people argue about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? I like to do that, man. But all in all, it's been calm. I haven't watched any preseason because I don't give a shit about preseason. Um, I've only seen highlights. Um, it's been peaceful, man. I've enjoyed it. I'm more looking forward to, you know, watching games again and getting pissed off over it. So I've been enjoying this these last few months, bro. Trust me. Uh, South Carolina, Ryan. How you been, brother? God damn it. <laughs> uh, good, good. Uh, like, yeah, like you guys said, you know, I just needed a needed a little break. I haven't been as active either. Um, but I've been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of, I guess, soul-searching too. I questioned my, my fanfare a little, kind of wanted to see where my head was at. But um, I met a girl, and she kind of put my head on the right direction. Nice tits, nice ass. She even lets me go in the other hole every now and then. Her name is Raul, <laughs> and uh, she's great. She sometimes will bring another girl into the bedroom. The other day was uh, was Pepe, so that was that was awesome. But uh, I hope to do more things with her, and me and Raul are going to be – we're in this for the long run, so hope as well. I like it, mate, getting us kicked off right back on, on last year. Guys, bit of housekeeping just before we um... – run into talking about what the fuck we're going to talk about tonight and drinking a couple of beers so as always you're going to be able to find the ask brothers on soundcloud um which is where probably we we get most of our listenership on soundcloud we're also on spotify um oh that's a loud brewski opening that was up. so loud oh, be that's the loudest brewski opening up ever <laughs> well i thought i'd do it um no it's a guinness so it was vacuum sealed. Do love the black stuff. Do love the black stuff. Um, anyway, right, guys, you can catch us on SoundCloud like you've always caught us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on Spotify. Follow us on Facebook. We're at Ask Brothers Rant. And don't forget, jump on and follow the Arsenal Fans Forum. Now, all of the Fans Forums are pretty horrible these days with Arsenal fans all throwing around shitty ideas and being really overtly aggressive towards each other. But if you're going to follow a forum, follow the Arsenal Fans Forum. Boys, it's happened. The, the, the football kicks off we're, we're next Sunday, that the football kicks off for us. We've all given very very little attention to pre-season and Toby I want to start with you because you and me were talking about this earlier on how few fucks have you given about pre-season and can you explain to us why your fucks are so few I think my fucks were in the negative fucks to be honest my fucks were so few because we were burnt out at the end of the last season we've got so many I think in the modern football fan, we've got so much conjecture and hearsay, parasites feeding off the game, clickbait, um, wankers fighting to the death on social media because they have a difference in opinion. It, It can get quite exhausting. So the reason that my fucks were so little, really at the end of the day, the only way I can describe it is a bit of a cathartic rest I just needed time away from from Arsenal, from from not living in hope about what may happen. I'd really, really accepted um, that nothing much was going to happen because nothing really good happens lately um, from an Arsenal fan perspective. And um, 
you know, our maybe it's paid off our time away because it's actually ended up somewhat good. Um, and the the spark's coming back in a way, you know. I am almost mm-hmm. looking forward to Sunday. Mandy, pleasantly surprised by Arsenal's work in the transfer window or still heavily left wanting? Um, I'm half and half, man. I'm waiting for that defender. I'm waiting for those defenders, actually. Um, the Pepe deal, didn't, it didn't necessarily surprise me too much um, because I know that Arsenal have that in their locker. Um, certainly had it in the locker for the last few years. So it wasn't that much of a surprise. I was just happy, very happy with it, especially, you know, shoving it down the media's throats. You know what I mean? Um, I'm waiting for that defender, man, and I don't think I'll be happy until, you know, defenders come through the door and defenders leave as well. So I'm 50-50 at the minute, man. It's a B-plus so far. B-plus, big score from Sweet Baby Ray. Ryan, where do you stand on the whole thing, mate? Yeah, I mean, we, de- we definitely got the tools to success. We're taking baby steps. Um, but yeah, we need, we need a defender. Uh, I personally, I may be a little bit of the minority. I'm not... We do need a left back. I know that. But I, I need. I want a center back. I, if, if we get a center back and a left back, I'm happy. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I think we did a lot, we did a lot more than I, I thought. Um, but yeah, got couple days left so it's uh it's time for that uh that push that final push see i think the really interesting thing about this transfer window guys and and all jump in all jump in let's converse about this let's start talking over each other in in proper ass brothers uh rank cast tradition right because we're all being really it's the first one we're all being really polite shut up oh i'll take my turn (laughs) but what we need to do is just really talk over the top of each other it's a slow burner man (laughs) shut up let it build up bro (laughs) Hey, build up, man. We've got a lot of shit to discuss, yeah. But for me, guys, you're in for the long haul today, Manny. Yeah, man. I'm I'm ready for this, man. I've waited for this for so fucking long, bro. We've I've waited, waited for this since the last three podcasts that we didn't complete after getting all four of us. Like, oh, we can do an end of season podcast. Didn't happen. None of it happened. None of it happened because I was fucking burned out, guys. I was burned out of shit. I was like a, I was like a old seventy year old prostitute. You know, I just. I've just been fucked too many times. <laughs> and, and and a 70-year-old prostitute who'd been fucked too many times and had the final chance of love and then been fucked at the last yeah. minute. Yeah, I that's, thought... That's how I bad thought, it was. I thought, you know, as I, as I stared at the picture inside my, like... You know those, those like, those chains that have, like, the, the medallion Lockets. and it's got the... Fu- yeah, that's it, baby Ray. Lock Medallions. It. Locket. I was like an old prostitute staring at this locket with like a picture of like some war veteran that loved me once before I was all used up and my vagina was hammered into submission. And then I found out that, you know, and that was the Europa League final for me. Was was his name Arsene Wenger? (laughs) (laughs) Staring back, Arsene staring back at me, yeah. And then, you know, it just like dropped. Like very dramatically, yeah. like in black do and white. Do you know what you just reminded me of? Miss me now, floor. bitches. <laughs> do, you, do you know what you just reminded me of? Like fucking Titanic. All right. I, I was kind of going there. When the old woman just walks, you know, to the back of the ship, and then she looks at like the locket with the picture inside it, and then throws it into the into the sea, very frail and shit. That's you. We just need to swap the old lady for you, and boom, it works. 
That's how I felt. And, and, and the- who was the locket picture of? Was it was it AW? Was it Emery? Oh. Was it Arsenal full stop throwing him in the sea? For me, Toby, it was Theo Walcott. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, <laughs> gross. You know my love for, for Theo. For fuck's you, you, sake. I still love him. He's still my little boy. There's nothing I can do about that. He's still my little boy. You're but no, dickhead. no, in all seriousness, well, guys. We the, certainly the, missed goals from, from wide players. Throwing the locket in the ocean for me was actually more like me standing there, coming down like a motherfucker because the game was on at like 5.30 in the morning and I had partaken in in just smelling the cocaine. I'm not going to say I took it. I'm just going to say I, I, I partook in the scent mm-hmm. of the cocaine and... I was not a well chappy at 7.30 in the morning watching Giroud fucking smash that goal in and us all crying. Bruv, can, we fucking... move, can we move past this? Like, can well, we, just, kind of, like... we didn't touch on it last year. We didn't touch on it last year and I've just got written move down Move away here. from no, this because you're, you're, you're opening the door. You're opening the door. You do not want to know what's on the other side of it. Can we move past this shit? Let, move. Let, let it go. Let that thing go because you don't want to go down this go. hole. Let it go. Move away from this, man. Please. Stop singing fucking Frozen, Max. Uh, guys, one of the things I think is... is Not funny, but... I, I'm, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys think of this statement. But with the transfer window the way it stands right now, is there egg on Arsenal fans' faces? Is there egg on their faces for fucking having a tantrum? The whole way through this window, all of this cronky out shit... All of this crap, even to an extent, I I know this is going to upset certain people, but even to an extent, the We Care platform and all that, that maybe none of that crap mattered and the club had it all in hand because, I mean, these, these, these transfers that we've made, these reasonably good transfers where we stand right now with still a few days in the transfer window remaining, it does feel like this was all very well planned and it does buy into an idea that, Actually, our last three transfer windows have all been very quiet, very cloak and dagger, and have actually produced some really good signings. Go forth. Well, uh, so I, I've been listening to all the uh, preseason uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcasts, and they, they've they gone into depths of the, uh, the We Care Do You movement, and I... I like it to an extent. I think uh, it's, you know, uh, I know a lot of uh, people, <clears throat> many, like uh, w- want to take real big steps up the staircase when I we're not the club to do it. I mean, we should be, so I shouldn't really say that. But uh, I think this is a good step in the right direction. Um, I I love the signings. I do, obviously don't. I, I think it was planned. So I think this movement really kind of didn't do much, but I, I'm behind it. I signed the petition, um, but it's just I think it's for seasons to come. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, uh, safe standing seats or we're getting you know messy. I, I think it's a good step, and I just I'm curious to see what it'll do going forward. Manny, do you think it's put egg? On some of the Arsenal fans' faces? Some of them. There's been a lot of bitchy, whiny, complaining, just a lot of cunts in this in this fan base. I swear to God over the summer. This is why I avoided a lot of the shit. Um 
egg on the faces on a lot of them they were like oh where's the money where are the signings what's going on why is there nothing happening this and that the we care do you campaign is a lot more than just transfers all right it's just the general what's going on with the club so there's a lot more to that but you know certain fans like you know the heavy d's of this world you know what i mean that fat twat with the stupid you know wwe belt that runs around AFTV. people like him you know what I mean? People on Twitter, people on the forums, they have a lot of egg on their faces. Not as a fan base as a whole, but just some of them. And there's some people in this fan base who are still complaining. So, you're never going to please everybody, man. You know what I mean? There's people that are going to complain regardless. You know what I mean? Look, I said from the start I was going to keep my powder dry until the end of the transfer window. You know, and I, I think, <clears throat> I think the fan base maybe could have more people in the fan base could have taken that approach. I felt that we, they were really aggressively out for the Cronkies very, very early on, upset about the lack of movement very early on. Clearly we had all these holes. And it, it's just, you know, all of a sudden popping up with a, a, and I put this in quotation marks, guys, a £75 million Pepe. And I put it in quotations because obviously we didn't pay that up front. And we knew that. And we knew that the tabloid releases about the 40-odd million pound budget were bullshit. We knew, Manny, you went through this in depth on one of the podcasts last year, Mm. that no one pays for transfers up front. And it just all seemed to happen. And, I, I, you know, there was a lot around the Pepe signing of people saying, we'll see what happens when when the pressure gets put on. I just struggle to... uh, I struggle to agree with people that that pressure turned into a Nicolas Pepe signing. No, I didn't. It didn't. Let's not let's not do that. Oh, I think, no you way. Know, I think that was always I think that was always in the pipeline. Um if you saw, you know, some of the shit that was happening in the media, whether you chose to believe it or not, whatever. But it was always in the pipeline. I think the club knew that they had to do something. Right. So people that are up in arms saying, Oh yeah, the fan pressure did it. No it didn't. Shut the fuck up. Like come come on. I think the club knew they had to do something. But what I don't agree with you, Max, is about the Cronkies. Let's not act as if, you know, the issue with the Cronkies are just started now. This is ten years in the making, bro. This is ten years of silence. This is ten years of bullshit and this is ten years of their ambition and their you know, all of this shit that they talk about, all the myths that they talk about. This is ten years in the making, bro. It's nothing new. You know what I mean? So come on man, call the spade a spade, man. Toby, you've returned to the room after your first of what we can only assume is many <laughs> dropouts. <laughs> I was going to call you out, Toby, I promise. Well, go fuck yourself, Max, and, and you as well, Brother Ryan, um, because I'd done everything in my power to ensure that there was no dropouts tonight. On Max's advice, might I add, so um, you can go eat a big fat one. And yourself as well, my American friend. Well, that's where you made so, your first. That's where you made your first mistake, Toby. Because what the fuck do I know about anything? Well, I mean, this is this <laughs> is very true. Although you do like to portray an in-depth knowledge on many things, even though there is very little. So, from what I can gather about this conversation after my uh, first of many dropouts, was that we were talking <laughs> about the actual impact of the we care to you movement we were talking about not just the budget the, not just the yeah not just the we care to you movement because i don't i, I didn't intend it to be a whether or not the we care to you movement had an effect because like manny said it's wider reaching it's more about getting mm. the 
it's more about getting people to front up to the media, I think, and some overarching things about transparency within the club. Okay. But well, look, more to do with Toby. The pressure that the fans exerted, in my opinion, very early on, when no real transfer business gets done generally early on, it's all done towards the end of the window. It was more about whether or not kind of a lot of those fans who were very aggressive and anti-club and anti-board and even anti-edu, a lot of guys like, who the fuck is this guy? Obviously, I knew who he was, but who the fuck was he in the world of like sporting directors? But whether or not a lot of those fans, whether you think a lot of those fans have egg on their face after we go and make this signing and the fact that a lot of those people seem to think that the fan pressure is what led to the Pepe signing. No, I, I think I think it's it's almost a reflection on society. It's a bloody self-entitled, inflated egos, absolute bullshit. They had zero to nothing influence over basically what's a multinational <clears throat> corporation. And from an ownership that pays an executive team to basically do whatever the fuck they want as long as they break even. So you break even, the club, it's kind of like an investment on a property. You know, you just pay off the interest and the club will increase in value over time. So my um, my response to all that discussion and, and, and what I can gather from it was that we still didn't have a huge budget, but we paid very little up front. Um, and we've also offloaded a few fringe players. So... I think we've kind of done it within the specifications or the stipulations of, um, of what we actually had. We've just gone about it in a different way. Um, and I think the Cronkies are still shit overall. I just think our executive team or the people that they've been smart enough to put in place at this point have done a reasonable job. I still think there's a couple, you know, we're sitting at, like Manny was saying before, about a B plus. You know, we, we've done very well, but there's still, what, a few days left. We could end up with an A+. plus If we if we offload those last couple of players, get some more money back in. I reckon um, from something I was reading today, there's another 26 or so million pounds in the bank and upwards of that if we offload Mustafi and or Koscielny. So there's still a little football, business. That was on Football 365. Which I think Wasn't is a it? trusted three six five, which is very re- very site. reputable from what we yep. read. Yeah, it ain't no clickbait. Yep. Manny, you want the last word? Manny, you want the last word on on this? I know you were you you and I kind of had similar similar thoughts as far as the Cronkies actually coming out and speaking. That we we really both thought it was all lip service and no one Corporate said much speak. of anything. Sorry but... to butt in, Manny. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're good. Um. Ah, for me, listen, I'm an action person, but I, I'm done with words. Personal life, I don't like people talking too much. I want you to show me. So the Cronkies, they still have to show me a shit ton for me to even stop believing half of this bullshit that comes out of their mouths. With the We Care Do You thing, it's the same thing. It's all lip service, you know what I mean? They've done the letter, you know, that was pretty cute. They were at the Q&A and then, you know, a lot of shit happened there. That, that's all well and good. That's all a lot of talking. I want to see something different. I want to see whether this will genuinely unite the fan base. I want to see them grab me. Just give me something. Because all this talking right now, listen, I'm, I'm backing what you're doing. 
and and I'm happy with it. But until you grab my fucking attention with something genuine, for me, I'm just gonna believe it's all lip service, like you were saying, and it's it's just all gonna be bullshit, and it's gonna fade away like everything else does in this fan base. So we'll wait and see, bro. Right now, the Cronkies are like the, a pastor's daughter in a miniskirt, and and she's she's whispering dirty things in our ears, right? And she's saying dirty things, and we want to fuck her. But you know what? Maybe all we're going to get is a hand job. And that's the way I feel about the Cronkies. Eloquently put, Max. Thank you. <laughs> show me how dirty you are. Don't tell me how dirty you are. You show me. You fucking show me. <sighs> you On don't to even deserve guys. a handy, Max. On to... <laughs> <laughs> it's the pastor's daughter. It's like what's her name? The one in the Simpsons. Man, who the hell's gonna remember that, bro? That was early seasons. Reverend Lovejoy's Reverend Lovejoy's niece. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah, right. whatever that name was. Nobody's gonna remember that man. Yeah. Besides well, from from past experiences, man, pastors' daughters or pastors' kids, they're usually the dirtiest ones. They're freaks. They are disgusting. <laughs> they are disgusting. Man, yeah, well, you listen, oppress. Oh, I, I, you I, oppress, and what do you get when you oppress people? You get holes, and you get fucking nymphomaniacs, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you, yeah. Especially if his name is Moses, and he went to a fucking carnival after church. Woo! Listen, I got loads of stories to tell about that fucking shit. <laughs> well, I guess if you deny, you want to try. Oh, yeah. That's very true. That's very true, Toby. Guys, jump in all over each other. Um, Transfers. Where do you want me to start? Who was the first transfer of the year? Martinelli. Just quickly, guys. I know none of us have really watched a lot of preseason because all of us didn't really give that much of a fuck about preseason because it is preseason. And because in the past, (laughs) I've seen Benic. In the past, I've seen Benicophobe look like a world beater. In preseason, I've seen Chuba Akpom look like a world beater in preseason. It's preseason. No one's trying that hard. No one's working that hard. It's about getting miles in the tank. It's about getting Ks in the legs. No one wants to get injured before the start of the season. And I said this on, on one of our chat groups. I can't remember which one it was, but I said this earlier on tonight. I remember when we beat City. I remember when Theo scored a double in the charity shield, and it meant fucking nothing. So... Moving past the idea of kind of like pre-season, but just very quickly, so far, what are our initial thoughts of Martinelli? First signing of the year. Different. Fringe player for the future. No, fringe player for now. I think his ceiling is pretty high. Um, He's very direct, very raw in certain aspects, but when he picks up the ball, his first instinct is... I'm going to run at whoever's in front of me. You know, Bigger he's than got, I thought. Six foot. And he's got blistering pace as well. I can't remember which yeah, game it was. I saw fast. highlights of blistering pace. So, French player for now. Don't be surprised if, you know, he grows into a very good player and we sell him for what triple of what we bought him for because that's what I think is going to happen. But, yeah, high ceiling for the kid. Definitely, definitely an exciting player. But I'd like to say, though... Uh, I have been watching the preseason. I have been watching the games a little bit, but yeah, it's it's uh, 
you guys aren't missing much. Don't worry. Well, as the only man in the room who has watched some preseason games, then why don't you uh, why don't you take the microphone for a couple of minutes, Ryan, and just tell us some of your thoughts, some of your preseason thoughts. Impressed by, not impressed by, overrated, underrated. Go forth. I mean, we're. Emery's trying to, you know, get in, get some of the youth players in. We're, you know, our uh, our 11s are very mix and match and interesting, different formations, different this, different that. Uh, impressed. I, I know everyone's talking about Joe Willick. Oh, Joe Willick, Joe Willick this. I, I mean, he's good. I, to me, I think the reason why people are so impressed with Joe Willick, I think it's, you know, maybe it's for my uh, – my hatred of Lieutenant Dan, but I think it's just showing that uh, Zaka doesn't do anything. I think it. I think Willick's kind of, he's he's been that guy in the middle of the field that's kind of standing up to people and kind of using using a little muscle that it doesn't look like he has any, but he's got a little got a little pizzazz about him. And um, impressed would be a strong word. I I think it's more of just oh wow, like Zaka's really bad. Uh, he does show off Zaka's lack of mobility. Doesn't yeah. that's, that's the thing that I think Willick does is when you watch him with the ball at his feet and you watch him run and you watch him transition and break through the lines, you think that's what Granite doesn't have. Granite exactly. doesn't have fuck all, man. Oh, Granite yeah. doesn't have fuck all. He's still making the same stinking errors, bruv. He could be a preseason, be it in, in games that mean shit, he's 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 just trash. Right? So the reason why people are jumping on Willick is like Ryan was saying, is because he is showing something that Xhaka simply does not have. All Xhaka has is a pass, but every player has a pass. Any player can play a lofted through ball. Anyone can do that. People will go in, I can't remember what game it was, but people can criticize that. Look at the pass he played to play and kept you through. Who gives a shit? Anyone can do that. The reason why Willock is, is, is people are jumping on him a little bit is because he's mobile. It's because he can make those late runs into the box and score goals. It's because he can make tackles. He's slight, but he goes in there. Xhaka is big for nothing. He's slow. He's useless. Go back and watch yesterday's game. Watch the, some of the highlights. You will see the same shit from Xhaka. Yeah, he made some pretty embarrassing I, I, mistakes. You're not going to get <laughs> anything new out of Xhaka at this point. Look, I think one of the reasons why we look to Willick and why... We looked to Willick last year as well because Willick's one of those players we did see last year, so it's not like we're just getting a look at him in preseason. We've had a look at him last year. We had a look at him in the Europa League final. I think the reason why we're all getting so excited about him is because maybe a couple of those things that Aaron Ramsey did that we really liked, and I know there's a number of us oh my God, on this Ramsey, podcast no. who weren't massive Ramsey fans, but Get having a look at Willick's here. engine... And having a look at the way that Willick likes to make late runs into the box, I'm not saying he's the same player, but I'm saying that there might be some attributes there that filled the gap for some Arsenal fans who are really longing for the loss of Ramsey. And hopefully what we get out of Willick is two hamstrings that remain intact for more than 10 games at a time. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butt in here. Who else is going to do the base Well, then you just midfield? Then you just butt in, everyone. You don't excuse yourself to butt in. <laughs> Okay, who are we going to upskill? Who are we going to transition to be the base player? Because with all our forward thinking players, we need someone 
to sit back and hold position. It can only be Torreira, yes? That's where I'm going. I really like the idea of Chambers. No, yep, and I really like the idea of Chambers no, playing No, because you've there. got another guy that's not four, mobile enough. I like the idea of... You, you've, you, you're kind of replacing yeah, like for like. Yeah, but when we play a back four, I like the idea of Chambers playing there because out of in possession, he can step forward and he's got a passing game and he can ping balls around the same as Xhaka can. And out of possession, he can drop back into a three, make up three centre-backs... The wingers can bang on. If the wingers really push on, then Chambers can be that guy who sits back and provides the cover and spreads us into a back three instead of us starting with a back three. Okay, does anyone else agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like it. Um, I, I, I was actually a, I don't want to say big fan, but I, I, I liked him before he went to Fulham. I think he had potential to do something in our team. As what I did, I, I didn't know, and kind of he kind of came on the scene a little bit for Fulham last season. I, I look, know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan too, and I I was disappointed when he went to Fulham last season. But I, with all of our defensive problems, it seems it seems a bit crazy to push one of our centre back options forward and out of um of of that defensive position. And into a and into a position where you could you could argue that he's not of the requisite quality to be playing with the players around him. I, I'm I'm a Chambers fan. Let me let me point that out. But I don't know if him going and learning a, a, a position like that is is anything other than like let's try it out in the FA Cup. Let's try it out in the League Cup. But he played there last year, Toby. He played there last year. For I know. Fulham. I know he did. He did this role for Fulham and ended up getting their player of the season. I know. I know. In a Fulham. team that was fucking shit. I, I understand he was their best player last season, but he was in a really, really poor struggling team. I'm not talking about Chambers as in the guy. I'm talking about Chambers as in an option. We don't have an option to start options. off with our usual Arsenal slow pace. Let's figure it out as we go along. That's That's the crux of what I'm getting to. Do you convert Torreira right now and stop but his forward? We don't forward? have a set, but we don't have. You didn't let me finish. His he we don't he defends on the front no, but foot. But we don't have what you. We don't have what you're asking for. But I'm we saying, do you convert Torreira or do you stick for. with Jacker? You don't stick with Jacker, bro. No, I uh, no. I understand. How are that. you going to stick with a hold? Not hold on, Toby. How are you going to stick with a player who has made more errors leading to goals than? any other player in the league since he got there. I understand what Preach. you're saying. I, I, I actually trust him I yet. actually agree with you. I'm saying this is a guy that won't be shifted on that is is potentially going to be our captain. That's fuck that's off. the reality. Ugh. Regardless of I what we being think very Emery out. I'll, I'll start feeling Emery out feelings. Trust me, I'd mm. start questioning him immensely. So in my because mind forget, we have forget. three options. Xhaka, which okay. neither of us like because that's a continuation of mediocrity and mistakes. We have Torreira, and that takes away his front foot, stealing back, defending from the midfield, the pressure type of defending. So maybe he can sit back and he can swivel a little bit more and distribute and win the ball. That's, that's my number one option for now. And then you start introducing Chambers. But what happens to Xhaka? Well, do you actually see him being sold on in the cold, hard light of day? 
I think so, no. at this stage, at this stage, if a bid came in big enough for him late in the window, and we had targets lined up that we could reappropriate those funds. I think we've got the numbers in midfield if we did. It's a possibility. I think we've got the numbers in midfield if we did. AMN, who none of us have even spoken about as a midfielder, who's earned his place as a midfielder, but we've got AMN there, we've got Willock there, we've got Chambers who can play there, we've got Torreira who can play there, we've got Salabas? Salabos. Oh, no. So that's that's a good segue. Fucking, I practiced this. I practiced this before I came on the pod. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Now I fucked it up. That's a good segue, Max, because are you backing youth? And I know that was one of your talking points then. Wait, before he even goes into that, say his name again. Yeah, please. Sound it out. You can do it. You got it wrong way around, you dyslexic fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fossil essay? What? (laughs) I fucking said it the other way around. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Sabios. All all you guys do is make fun of Sabios. There you go. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not what you said, man. I was very close. (laughs) No, you weren't. It was a good good effort for me. Like, if a a fucking kid with no legs ran the 100 in like 45 seconds, would you say he did well? Man, there are kids that run 100 meters with no legs and they run it quicker no, than that. No, without a chair. Without a chair. Like on stumps or some <laughs> shit. Would you say he did well, Manny? <laughs> well, I am that disabled when it comes to spelling. Yeah. So, oh. like, the yeah, I thought you were a good like talker because you never the shut the fuck up. Right. It's not... Spelling <laughs> isn't yeah. the problem. It's talking. Well, your brain has to see the letters, and mine said Chalabos. Oh my god! <laughs> That's something. Oh. What did you see? Like, you know what? Never, uh, never anyway, back to my point. Does that mean you're backing youth, and we're taking gambles on unproven players, so we can move on well, the deadwood that yeah. failed us in the previous seasons? Allst while spending yeah, well, look, a small fortune on forward think, Go on. Yes, look, I've, I've, I've made this point a couple of times in, in different areas and stuff like that, but the, the crux of what I've said throughout, and I can't remember, it might have been Ryan wrote something about this and got yelled at. Someone wrote something about this and got yelled at. I can't remember. Ryan, let me know if it was you. But basically... If you're going to put a club into a state of rebuilding, and especially if that club's not salary cap because the Premier League doesn't have a, the Premier League doesn't have a salary cap, but their their salary structure has become incredibly out of hand or out of whack, where you have average players making lots and lots of money where they shouldn't be playing at all. If you're then going to look at it and say, okay this is a three-year plan or this is a two-year plan. And what we actually need to do is we actually need to see out some of these contracts, your Mkhitaryans, your Urzels, your Mustafis, because we don't have the resale value for them. And in turn... We don't have that long with Aubameyang. I know, but in turn, we're going to get our way through this by relying on youth, right? If that's the structure that the club's going to put in place, then the fan base needs to accept 
that with youth comes great risk. Now, one of the things that I've been pointing out lately is there's been a lot of people, especially with the talk about Zahar and stuff like that when that was around, there's a lot of Arsenal fans throwing out comments like, I don't want him to block Nelson. I don't want to bring someone in and block Willock. I don't want to block ESR. If you don't want to block these guys and you don't want to bring in players of a physical level that are able to handle the duration of the Premier League, who are already proven in the Premier League, if you're going to go down that path, those same people saying that when Arsenal are in sixth this season, end of this season, need to shut their fucking mouths. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, that's definitely. I think that's definitely a sentiment that some people have. They think that we could play our U under twenty three team and we could get top four and make it to at least the semifinals of Europa. It's 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 not going to happen. And especially with Emery, you know, in his uh his what his final, well, he's got a a three uh it's two year deal with a third year option. So this is like make or break for him. So you really like it, it's just it's 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 such a like. A conundrum because he obviously wants to get that third year so the only way he's going to get it is if he gets us into the Champions League and he, I, I personally do not think he's going to do that with all youngsters, all guys coming up, it's going to take a year or two to get these guys integrated so into the team and move stuff around you can't yeah. worry about blocking people, Ryan you can't worry about blocking people no but Ryan's Matt, point Matt. is that Emery has to save his own ass, he can't yeah. play Project Youth because he doesn't have the fucking time to play Project Youth. He's got to manage and manipulate I and tweak and tinker and do all that shit year. he does. Well, fine, but that's not the mm. point of what we were it's saying. It's tough. I don't know. You know, it's a real balancing I know, act. I know, but for Emery to be success... For Emery to be success... Look, there's two types of success for Emery, right? Success number one is that Emery does essentially the job that he was put there to do, which was to bring Arsenal through a period of transition and leave the club in a better state than where he found it for someone new to come in and drive them forward. He's already done That's that. That's one type of success for Emery. The other type of success... For, yeah, the other type of success for Emery was that Emery would come in, be able to win a Europa League Cup and be able to get us back into the Champions League and with that Champions League qualification, get the funds to be able to build a team to give him those two seasons to be able to say, I'm not just a guy for a transition, I'm a guy for the future. Unfortunately, that fell down last year. I don't think he's in a position where he has the funds or the ability or, as we've spoken about, any defenders for him to be able to build a, a, a real title challenge. With that defence as it stands regardless of what we bought up front, we're probably a sixth team. Manny? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Emery, uh, it's Champions League or bust for Emery. It's, it's just that simple. If he gets top four, he gets another year. If he doesn't get top four, he's out of here. I mean, we got to look at Emery as, you know, as the custodian for what's going on he's the guy who was employed to get rid of the shit the problem he has and the problem that the hierarchy have is that these players are shit and nobody wants them so it's hard to get rid of the trash when nobody wants them there's no trash heap for these dickheads 
right? Nobody wants them. So he's in the position where he's got to make do with what he's got. Literally, it's a patch-up job, right? And he's hoping that maybe Chelsea having a ban, United spending, spending 80 million on SpongeBob Maguire, right? And, and them having issues with Pogba and, and them trying to get rid of Lukaku and, you know, all of that rubbish. Mm. He's, there's hope that maybe those clubs may drop the ball and we may sneak in there. And he has that added, you know, Pepe coming in and, you know, that front three will maybe hit it running. So it's all hope. That's all he can hope for right now. There's no certainties with this team. There's no certainties with this club. I don't think he's going to get a third year because I just, this team is still not good enough. There's still too much trash. Why the fuck is Jenkins shit still here? El Nenny's still here. Fucking Mustafi and that... Oh. Because we paid too, we like paid too much yeah, for them. That, it's pure and simple. Preach, no, preach, Toby. Yeah. We didn't pay preach. too much We're for them. We're paying them we too much. Paid There's them no too way. Much. There yeah. you go. We, we can't. For, for a start, we've destroyed those players through being shit and through us making them mentally mind fucked. Let's talk about that, Toby. Let's riff on that for a second because it's one of our points. Cool. You've touched on it. The Boo cool. Boys. The boo boys out there <laughs> who are slagging players off who are still... Uh, not. It's not even... Do you know what? It's not even the slagging them off because we're within our rights to slag them off. We're within our rights to slag them off on social media. We are within our rights to slag them off. At the are pub. we? Within our rights as, to slag them off sitting beings? here on a podcast. Yes, we are. Well, we are, Toby. We're Arsenal fans. We buy the merchandise. You know, as Fergus no, no, but personally, say, you know, they, one they thing buy to... their season tickets, the... stuff like oh. that, but... No, let me finish. Let me oh. finish. So the question is, Toby, and I, I guess I'll put it to you first, right? The Boo Boys. Booing players like Mikatarian. Having a go at players like Mikatarian when it's pre-season, when it doesn't even matter yet. Oh, he hasn't been Mustafi has. When we may not be able... No, no, no. I, I, I meant, you know, not... Uh, with Mustafi, I meant booing as in actual physical booing. Mm. With Mikatarian, I meant social media booing and, and people getting on top of him. You know, surely for a player like Mustafi, the only thing we're doing by publicly booing him, and and this I really do mean about the Arsenal fans, the quotation marks real fans, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, real fans who have the money and the means, the geographical ability to be able to go to the Emirates, to be able to buy season tickets. The idea that these guys are actually booing a player who's still on our books, who we may not be able to get rid of, and who is almost definitely going to have to play 15 games, 20 games minimum for us this year, surely that's only devaluing the asset, and we've actually gone full circle, and we've made it more difficult for us to get rid of some of these players because of how we've drilled them into the fucking ground. Oh, stop. Fuck off, Max. I knew you were going to say... I knew you were going to pipe right up for this, off, man. Fuck right off, man. No, man. Listen. You're saying we haven't devalued... Are you saying we haven't devalued Mustafi? That we as fans haven't devalued him Are you crazy? Have you not watched further? this guy for the last three years? We've devalued him Have further. you not yes, watched him for the last three years? Yes, everyone can see that he's fucking no, shit. No, everyone no, fuck that. Everyone can see that he's shit. No, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't want to... No, 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 no. You're, you're chatting out your fucking ass, man. This guy, right, has been here for what? It's coming up to his third year. So are you trying to tell me that the mistakes against Palace, the mistakes against Tottenham, the constant mistakes that he keeps on making, that hasn't devalued him in the eyes of the fans first? 
Why are we acting as if the fans, you know, this booing has come out of nowhere? This guy has cost us games, has cost us points. He refuses to do the basics correctly. He makes the same mistake in preseason that he makes in this season. There is no development with this guy. He blames others. He doesn't take responsibility for his own mistakes. It's everybody else's fault. Did you watch us watch the highlights of the Bayern Munich game, right? I did. He gets the yep. ball off Leno, right? There is barely any options. So a smart defender would clear it. What does Mustafi do? He passes it to Willock and Willock is, has got two players converging on him. When Willock gives the ball away straight back to him, what does Mustafi do? He shouts at Willock as if it's his fault. This is why fans are booing him. This is why it has got to this point. How many Arsenal players have been booed in the past? Not many. Boy, fans have been patient. Long time ago, right? Not many. Fans have been patient. Fans have been told to wait and back these players. They're going to come good. They are good enough. Mustafi makes it so difficult for fans to cheer him. There's one so way. There's, hold on, Mustafi hold on, hold on. Hold on. There's one way to shut fans up, and that's to go out there and perform. Can you sit here and say that Mustafi has gotten the fans off his back? Because no, he has. He's weak. Because he's weak. Then you because know what? There's no substance to the man. Who because are there's we? No leadership to the man. But booing okay, him. So who are you? Does not make him play better for the twenty fucking games he's the, probably going to play for us this year. And not booing him has not made him play any better either, right? But who are you and who are we to say that the fans are not allowed to boo him? They're not allowed to show their emotions. If fans are not allowed to show their emotions and how they feel about a player or how they feel about a the situation, then don't cheer when we score a goal. Don't then cheer don't when the players his, come don't out. Don't sing his song. Don't fucking He doesn't have off. a fucking song. He <laughs> doesn't have anything. Nobody shit. likes him, right? <laughs> Nobody fucking likes him. Stop looking at it. Oh, the fans are booing him. They're making it worse. Look at why the fans have gotten to this point. Why in preseason people are booing him? And it's because he keeps on costing us. And he hasn't improved. And I think he fucking deserves it. Fuck the guy, man. Yeah, he's still a Toby, human being. Though. Would you like to? Oh, he's still a human being, regardless of what they are. So, you know. I, Toby, I, does I, the booing make him a better player? It does not. No. Does it increase his value, Max? Does the booing, does the booing increase his value or make him more likely a, a more saleable? No, it just asset? makes Arsenal look like more of a joke to the selling or the purchasing market. But yeah, and does it not make more sense that the best possible outcome for us is for Mustafi to leave? And oh he's God. obviously like a gentle flower, Mustafi. I think he's a gentle flower, right? I don't think no, he's, he's one of these guys who's like a a go out and get it kind of a guy like stop you know stop max max <laughs> I'm stop. Just, no, stop i'm just saying no, no, no. hold on hold on hold on I wait, wasn't wait, even wait, gonna wait. Make an there's analogy. a reason no 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 there's a reason why i'm telling you to stop one of my mates actually met mustafi right had Was he a cunt? the displeasure of meeting the guy arrogant rude full of himself so stop with this he's a gentle flower bullshit go through his twitter page man the guy's a troll Right, and before you guys saying, "Oh, you know, booing him devalues him and makes us look like a joke," are you trying to tell me that Arsenal haven't been looked at as a joke way before Mustafi got here? Let me remind you guys. We were looked at as a joke when we paid that money for him. Before that, forty million and one pound. Yeah. <laughs> so stop <laughs> acting as if this booing of Mustafi all of a sudden makes us look like a joke. Let it stop go. it, man. 
40 million pound and one doesn't anyway we need this bloke to leave and i don't think we're doing anything to help that as a club so we need yeah, to exactly. ryan, do you want to do you want to do you want to come in ryan no you i mean gang, I... gang up on angry black man no. <laughs> or run, no, I, I actually run. i see i see i see what both of you guys are saying i just i think at the end of the day i'm like with toby I, I want to like I want him gone you know never spoken of again but we're not going to get rid of him if we're constantly booing him and Emery keeps bringing him on because you got to think also too like yeah we had holding was injured and we had injuries but he started like all of our games and if he's truly 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 that bad then they would have maybe uh, brought Medley up earlier last year or... I, thought that was, I thought that was shop windowing him Ryan I really yeah, shop, that was yeah, but he just kept making him. mistakes. I, I, who's who wants to who yeah, wants so to buy a, just, a, a, a something that's broke? I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't go window shopping if, and look for. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just we just get rid of him. If we don't, we're not helping you know, ourselves. What, what are we? What are we meant yeah. to do? What are we meant to do? Like, I am not saying that I don't want to boo Mustafi. Right, everything that Manny has said is one hundred percent true. There is. There is no. No one can stand here and no one can say that that is not true. That that's Correct. Not true. He fucked us Manny so said, many times right? last year. He's yeah. fucked us yeah. Yeah, absolutely repeatedly. But that's not Mustafi our point, is, is it? Like, that's not our point. Mustafi is we... like the never-ending enema, right? It's just a relentless, never-ending enema. <laughs> My colon and is we clean. need to clean Stop him out. It, Mustafi, you know? <laughs> but oh. surely, and I'm going to end it here. And I can hear Manny clenching his teeth and breathing deep into the microphone, right? But I'm going to end it here. Surely, if he hasn't responded to the booing yet, he's not going to fucking respond to it. It's not going to make him a better player. It's not going to make him less shit. So maybe we just need to fucking button up, get on with it, and try and get the club to some kind of cohesive level of togetherness where we can just move forward he will be gone in due course how long's left on his contract a year two years it's bullshit man it's two years (laughs) um i don't don't even want to hear right that the booing is not going to make him a better player because the cheering hasn't made him a better player the patience hasn't made him a better player when he scores goals when he makes a tackle when he does the right things but guess what Fans are sick of it. We're sick of it because he just doesn't improve. And the thing is, what makes fans even angrier is that he blames other people for his mistakes. He's a piece How of can shit. He's an unwashed turd. Max, Max, if you, right, if personally, right, you were going through something and you're refusing to take responsibility for something that you've done, I probably will smack you in the face. <laughs> right? Me, you I like verbally. Pe- you verbally smacked me a number of times. Yeah, because I felt like I needed to. But to tell the fans that they shouldn't boo him, this is a guy who we paid so much for and a lot of people had high hopes for. And look at what he keeps doing. He's our fifth most expensive signing. Or sixth. I think he's fifth. Our fifth most expensive signing. And look where he, look My where he is. God. So this whole talk of, oh, this is not going to make him any better and we've devalued him. He's devalued himself long before the booing started. All right. Don't give me that bullshit, man. Let's move on, bro. Yeah. 
We've apparently tried to sell him every window since we got him, but nobody wants him. So. And no, but but the fans have devalued him by booing him. Oh, yeah. come on, man. Both. Life isn't okay, black guys. and white. It is on this podcast, okay. bro. Okay, guys. <laughs> let's, 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 Sweet let's baby move on. Ray let's move on. and Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's let the the vein in Manny's forehead subside, just before just, he has an aneurysm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I've, I've I've missed these discussions, man. So I'm letting it all hang out. <laughs> You've been saving it Guys, up like blue balls. Looking at where we stand. <laughs> looking. <laughs> you really just bring the whole podcast down, Toby. <laughs> You know, you gotta watch out for the quiet ones. You do, you do, brother, brother Toby throwing shade. <laughs> Guys, as it stands right now, right? As it stands right now. Quickly, round table, not very long answers. Do Arsenal have more business to do? Let's start with you, Toby. Yes. Only because I live in hope. No, no, like no, I was saying. Is, sorry, I should rephrase that. Are, are we? Are we? Not should we? We all know we should do more business. Yeah, we're going to do more. Is there more business to do be more. done for Arsenal? From my positive we're gonna perspective, do more? yes. So we will be juggling a couple of things at the moment. Like I was saying before, I actually reckon we've only spent about half of our budget so far. And we've let a couple of players go. You know, the the young player we sold a few years ago i forget his name just got sold to one of the italian clubs you Benisa. know we, Bailey. uh what was that was it Bailey? yeah Bailey, sir Bailey, yep, we, we just sold, sold Bailey for for 10 million we've sold asano you know so that there's money that's come in and i and i honestly reckon kashelny has to go any money that we get for him is a positive whatever and even though we would kashelny is a leader both of France. Fuck off! Oh, come oh, on, off. no, Max, stop! Don't say that. Stop! He's, come on. he's trying to wind me up. You're a shit. He's trying to wind me up. He does exactly what he's doing. And you stop me, mate. He he's exactly me mad, which makes you <laughs> even worse of a human being. Also, I like, try to wind me Manny, up. Man. A toot le monde. For fuck's sake! I don't sake. know what the you get, you're not saying anything, bro. You're just <laughs> you're just saying Del Boy quotes, aren't you? Anyway, so. We're also trying to offload Mustafi. So there, there is potential for another 10 or 20 mil to come in from those two players. So I think everything hinges on the fact that we've Tierney is lined up. He will be injured, whatever. We know that. We've known that the whole summer. But he will come in two, three months into the season. So Tierney, it, it's all there. Do you think we need to sell to buy? <sighs> To get a centre back, you yes. Let the man finish. All right. Deep sigh. Exactly, Manny. Thank you. We will get Tierney, and another centre back will rely on player sales, in my mind. Mm. Manny Rizdical. Maybe I should talk over you now. How does that feel? <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe we should all talk over each other. Um. Now I'm with Toby, man. I think the optimist in me. It's like we've got, you know, Tierney to come through and, you know, a centre-back. If, if the two that we've spoken about leave, I think between now and the end of August, we'll probably get 
max two more players in. And I'm hoping there'll be a shitload of exits. So, yeah, I'm with Toby on this one. Preach. And I think also we've got the option of quite a lot of exits because of the European transfer market. Like, so if we, mm-hmm. we just need to do all our business yeah, yeah. before next week, but we can offload a, a fuck ton of players. There's so many fringe players on high wages that I would love to see walk out the door. And let's back these players coming through, the ones that have come in. Let's back the youth. And then obviously let's back the the big name signings and fuck off these pretenders who've been not showing up for us and letting the club down whilst they fucking fill their pockets. I'm looking at you, Mkhitaryan and Mm. Ozil especially. Preach. Ryan, how do you feel? Make it a threesome. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, <laughs> I think I think kind of we should do a little bit of both. I think we should bring the youth in, but maybe not to like get 90 minutes to start, but we definitely need them. I think they should, at least for this season, kind of almost like become our fringe players and kind of be in and out of the team. Uh, but yeah, we, we need to sell. We need to sell, 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 sell. Uh, I, I do think we're going to do more business. I think we are going to buy more players. It's just a matter of who and when. Uh, I know uh, the reports just came out that Tierney's going to be out for at least eight more weeks. I don't think we knew that. I didn't think we knew he still he still, um, he still, still has pain walking, which is a little bit of a concern. But, you know, I just want to send her back. That's that's all I care about. That, that's what we need right now. That's what we need to take care of. And to me, a left back is just a bonus. But, uh, but yes, we, we need to... I'm almost I'm almost more concerned about selling players than think, getting a center back. I, I think Ryan, we, sorry to buddy in on you, I think the left back is almost paramount because Monreal is cooked and Kalasinac can't defend and plays as a wing back. So for me, a, a left back, a genuine left back for us to play in a back four again, I, I think is is quite important. And I, I really do want to see Monreal gone. He's been a stalwart. Love him. Oh. But he's done. He's done. He's a centre back, or he's bust in my mind. I wanted him sold the the year he was so good. He got like player of the season when we were yeah. shitty. No, no, fair He'll play. Fair play. Sell them at their peak. Yeah. Look, guys. For me, the Tierney injury isn't an issue, right? It's a it's it's an impact injury. It's not a reoccurring soft tissue injury. The timing of it is unfortunate. But surely when he comes and does his medical at Arsenal, that will be looked at and whether or not that's a Because we have a, a good track record issue. of that. Yes, 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 yes. But I don't see that as a big issue. If we've earmarked him as the guy, he's within our budget constraints, we think that he's going to be good for us over a, a, a long period of time or over an extended period of time. That doesn't bother me so much. I've got a funny feeling that we might need to sell to buy, which leaves us in a little bit of a a hairy situation of sorts. Um, but, you know, £15 million for Mustafi, £10 million, £15 million for Mustafi, that would be Take a Take £15 a pound for him, fuck's sake. Yeah, look, yeah. getting Mkhitaryan off the books... I, I yeah. think that would be a steal, even though I actually think having Mikatarian on a bench and as an option for small periods nah. of time when we we're not relying nope. on him to nope. be physical throughout an entire game. Manny, nope. at some points last year, Mikatarian was one of our best players. For one month. No, yeah, for if a month. Add, <laughs> one month. <laughs> not, yeah, I don't even think even a month. Semen- 
if you add some no bollocks. But what I'll does that what, do to Reese Nelson? To- you go through Toby and my three two ones and one two threes from last. Well, fuck Reese Nelson. Dude, I, I stand by this. The Arsenal fan base got a fucking erection about a kid who hasn't even given them a fucking reason to have a semi yet. He's done nothing. He's done nothing okay. in the Premier League. And this isn't me shitting on him. This isn't me shitting on him at all because all I want is for Arsenal youth to make it. My, my favourite thing of yesteryear... I'm, I'm just talking when minutes, was in charge, was putting ...was putting on the League Cup and watching all the kids run around. I love that shit. But Nelson hasn't done anything to make me think that he is somehow better than Mkhitaryan or he's going to do more than Mikatarian. I, I just think it's I just think it's fucking craziness. Fraction Bro, of the, the fucking wages, though. The same though. reason why you're there's that, and the same reason why you're you know you're complaining about Reese Nelson is a little bit similar to why some of us are moaning about Mkhitaryan. What the fuck has he done? What has he done? To show any of us that he even deserves to be on the bench, consistently enough. I think he was enough. better last year than what. I think when he was bad last year, he was really bad, and I think it's overshadowed what he's done when he was good. And I think particularly when him and Bellerin were in the team together, they had a really good understanding. And I thought when Mikatarian played on the right, whoever played on the left inherently played better because he was more of a driving force and he had a little oh, bit bruv. of Rosicki in him where he played up tempo his end oh. product is fucking horrible he's not worth anywhere near the money he was on but I think the money that he's on is almost putting more pressure on him than what his poor performances are if you get what I mean no I don't get what you fucking mean Toby you didn't hate Mikatarian last year give me some give me some brother from the same motherfucking I, I was getting killed by a I was hate 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 extreme intense love for that one month and then hate again and he's finished me on hate so the you know he, he, he so you're going to throw me under the bus no look not not intentionally although you're a massive cunt and it's quite enjoyable in, in some way <laughs> um but i just i was very indifferent about mikatarian i thought he was the he was very important for Emery's style of play, but I think Iwobi has developed since then. I think we bought Pepe. I think we have options now, and I think he is another example of our failed business. And for that reason, the main reason I want to see him gone, because I want to draw a line in it and get rid of these underachievers. And open I up like some the idea money. of going into this season with a strong bench, with a okay. strong bench. I get I like that. the idea of going. I look. I like he, the idea of going into this season and having names like Mikatarian on the bench. Do you remember the Spurs names. game? Do you remember that performance? That was just a reptile bliss. It was, you know, he was tracking back. He like. He was he ran like the length of the pitch to track back and then clear in his own box and got up and ran and sprinted for the counter attack. It was boner worthy. But he did that for one month. Every other time he yeah, he drove the play forward a little bit, but his end product was shite. He lost the ball. He didn't track back particularly well. He was lightweight for the Premier League. He was aging and he was on a fuck ton of money. So 
Yeah, uh, he, he's a symbol. The fuck ton of money is rel- the fuck ton of money is relative though. And I said all of this last year. When you don't pay for someone, that offsets the wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Max, you're forgetting one thing, right? You're forgetting one key thing. This is another number ten playing out of position. Correct. Right, so Correct. yet again, you are you prefer having a player sit on the bench that may or may not dislodge Gollum and a player that may or may not play out of position again. Mkhitaryan can't go past anyone with pace. He hasn't got the flair to get to the byline and get the ball in the box. So why the hell are we are we having him here? Mm. He's just wasting our wage. He has not been good enough. And how many years I would much prefer is he from his Dortmund heyday before Man U bought a him? A long time. Five it's years? It's been a long time since Dortmund. Five years? A very long time. Yeah. And that, he played as a number 10 who drifted to the wing, but who drifted back into that central position. And they played on I would counter. much rather go into the season. I'd much rather go into the season with a right wing option of Pepe, Iwobi and Nelson than having Mkhitaryan sit there wasting the wage, gaining a great living to do fuck all. Mm. Yankee Doodle, we haven't heard from you, bruv. I was just gonna. I was just gonna interject. Uh, he he overstayed his welcome. Simple as that. Uh, I kind of gave him, kind of gave him excuses like, well, yeah, he's playing better than Alexis Sanchez, and that's all that matters. And Sanchez is stinking up Man United, so we, you know you kind of want to keep him on and kind of just stick it to Man U and be like, well, we got the better of this deal, and then I nothing makes me more satisfied than sticking it to those fucks in Manchester. Nothing. So, yeah, I, I kind of almost gave him pass, too, when he had a bad game or two. I'm like, well, he's st- still better than Sanchez. Sanchez isn't doing anything over there. But, you know, it, it, but he's overstayed his welcome. He needs to get out. I don't, I don't know how we're going to get him out. He's on massive wages, but something has to be done. And, and I think we would rather back Iwobi for his... Mustafi, Mikita. Iwobi over Mikitari is my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got a you got a funny delay thing going on at the moment, Toby, and it's like you're starting talking, and I'm not hearing it mm. until after you've started. So, like, just keep talking, and we'll just deal with it. Okay. Um. Look, guys, it it seems that we've come to this sort of place organically, but let's let's handle it now. Arsenal's best starting eleven, as it stands. As it stands. So, this is how I'm going to do it. One position at a time. Guys, keeper, Leno. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Not even close. And honestly, I may say, I I know this is not start. I know this isn't the 11, but I want to see Matt Macy get more time. I think he should. I think he needs to get a proper turn at number two. I'm not completely sold on Martinez. I don't think he's that good of a keeper. He's very slow. In the preseason, I, I've been watching. He's a very he's very slow to react. He's tall. He's big, fine, cool, awesome, dandy. I don't know. I think that makes he's going to be the better people overall keeper, be and we need to keep an eye on him. People seem to be talking a lot about his feet and a lot about his distribution, but it, yeah, he's good. He is good to spin the ball, that, but he's a goalie. He's not, from he's, some things care. I've read, his ability to get down quickly. His ability to get down, his agility in the save might not be there. So, oh, he's so look, slow. it's a buyback. So, look, we can all agree. Look, we're going into this with Leno. And I would say, guys, Leno is a, a an 8 out of 10 keeper. Yeah? He's an 80 on the FIFA ratings. Would we all agree? Or do we think he's maybe better than that? 
I do too. I think he's, no, I think he's better. I think he has the potential to be a lot better. I think he's one of the top keepers in the Premier League. Yeah, but he's so, dealing with crosses. It's still a bit shady, so 80 is fair for me. So do we want to go with two centre-backs or three centre-backs in this format if we're going to pick our best 11? Two. Yeah, two. I, I think two. Emery's going for a back okay. four this season. So let's. Start, so two centre-backs. I think we can all agree Socrates and when fit holding, as it stands. You said as it stands. As it stands. Holding no, as it stands back in, the in first who we have. As it stands is in who we have in the squad. Injuries notwithstanding, unless they're long-term season injuries. And Holden's not in the squad, bro. But he is. No, he's not. Who? <laughs> he played for the U23s. Holden. Oh, Holden, Holden's not due back for another month or so. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying injuries notwithstanding. So the squad oh. as it stands well, that doesn't right make, now. That doesn't make a difference. We've got to think about who we're going to start with week one. No, you're missing my point. <laughs> You're missing my point. I'm talking about the squad, as in without bringing in new players, what is the best 11 players we can put out with who we have on our books, not necessarily taking fitness into account. No okay. one's long-term injured. Okay, no okay. one's long-term injured, are they? We don't have anyone down at the moment with ACLs or broken legs or anything like that. Everyone is either in or due back. Okay. okay so Leno at goalkeeper, our two best centre-backs right now, if fit... Are Socrates and Holding, correct? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, who are our two best left backs? Uh, sorry, who are our two best wing backs? Left back, right back. Bellerin. Yeah. And if we're gonna play a four, ugh, it's gotta be it's gotta it's be Monreal. Natural, it's gotta be Monreal if we're playing a four. Yeah. Even though yeah. I don't want to rely on him. No, Ryan, don't do this. I, I, I he's don't so, f <laughs> he's so done. He's and, cooked. Uh, he's no. so he's fucking cooked. The tank, the tank is the tank so unreliable defensively. I know, but uh. the, the tank is shit, man. Mm. He's so shit. I'm sorry uh, to go back on old man. Old man Trev will be on the phone just man, having a go at you. Man, I don't give a fuck what old man Trev does, man. We've been on podcasts and I told him he's shit. And when I do meet <laughs> Trev in person, I'll tell him he's shit. But I'm sorry to go back. I know I chastise you guys for talking about the Europa League final, but go back to that. There was a steal that I saw a few weeks ago, right? Off the chance. All he yeah, had to we do. We were open. We should have been First time away. ball across. First time ball across. But again, he we have so many brain dead players and he's another one who's so shit, but he's all gone. he's on over a hundred grand a week, man. For fuck's sake, people call him the tank, but he gets bullied off the ball. He's shit. He's so shit, man. Oh, it kills so, me, bro. Three votes, three votes, Monreal, one vote, Kalasanak. I actually, I actually would rather see. I know this, you're gonna, man, he's gonna give, have a heart attack, but I'd honestly want to see him as like a left midfielder. I don't know if like like a oh. winger would be, but no, no, yeah, def he's left not a back. midfielder. He's a wing back <sighs> or nothing. Yeah, yeah I, I think we Kalasnak saw that. I used to say that Ryan, but he doesn't actually have the technique to beat people. Everything yeah. is about yeah. bombing forward at full sprint. He's shit, and he crosses with his head down. Yeah, he crosses with his head down. He doesn't pick people out. He smashes balls across the face. The man has no fucking finesse. 
Of course he doesn't. Look at him. Everything about him just screams brute. Fucking Everything about him screams rugby. He should be a fucking second uh, lower. Switch my vote to uh, Montreal. All right, focus, mm. boys. Are we keeping this on track or All right, not? guys. Got me depressed. Instead, so with our midfield, we're going to have a midfield three. Instead of getting bogged down in who's going to play defensive and who's going to play Bollocks. number you eight. you need to have a holder. Happen. Okay, well, let's just look at a midfield three, Toby, because <laughs> otherwise we're going to spend the next 45 minutes fucking shouting at each other. And then I'll Fergus is going to have a heart attack because the pod went pod Fergus has already hours. got a heart attack, bro. <laughs> he's already had a heart attack, man. He's probably not going to listen to this because it's too long. I heard he's yeah. I heard he's <laughs> he, shed, he I heard stopped he's at shed one hour. Kilos, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Fergus is fit, Manny. I heard he shed the kilos. He's shedding the kilos, yeah. He's, he's doing, you know, he's doing his thing. Has he um, been I'm benching Stellas? <laughs> oh, sorry, bicep <laughs> curls. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know Fergus is a carling man. Yeah, yeah man, he, he'll probably want to fucking wring your neck for something Stella. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Guys, midfield three. Midfield three. So three players who are going to play in midfield. We're all going is to agree. This our best? Four, three, three. Is this our best on the yeah. books? Fourth, four three three. The four, best three, that we have on all the right. books. So we're all going to agree with Torreira. Yeah, yeah. he's got to yeah. be there. Yeah, he's a holder. So we've got so we've got two spots, different combinations, different types of players. I'll give you mine, then I'll throw it out to you. So for me, it's. <laughs> oh. The fact that you say can't it, say, it say it means I know, I know it's coming. It, we know who it is. Go on. Celebos? You can do it, buddy. Oh, my God. Okay. Did I fuck it okay, up again? Se- I wrote it down se- fucking se- phonetically. <laughs> That's what I said. What's wrong with your voice, What did man? I fucking say? What did I say? How did I say it? Someone tell me how I said it. It's not like you said celibacy. I don't even know what you said. You've got the B again, and the L's mixed up, like the opposite way. I'm dyslexic way. as fuck, Toby. Like, I'm <laughs> seriously listen. Why don't you just call I'm him? Do, do you remember Spanish donuts? Just call him churros. <laughs> but, oh my is that God. how I say his name? No, it's Caballos <clears throat> or something along that line. But it's not. That's Ceballos. what I'm not down, man. Caballos. It's not Calabos. That's not what I said. It's not Calibut. <laughs> this is like this is like being in grade four again for me and like people laughing at me because I was a retard you're just you're making me regress into like child pain of being a oh Jesus that's far, that's far too story, deep man. for us bros stop with this sub story just call him Danny for fuck's sake self-loathing Danny is a good idea his, someone say his name again so I can co- Salabos Salabos <laughs> Yes, yeah, so man, he said Sabios. I fucking, I fucking oh, give right. up. Anyway, that just call him Danny for fuck's sake. Jesus, Fine, Danny, Danny Chelaboss. Right? <laughs> anyway, there's no H. Where did you get this H from? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm going with Danny. I'm going with Terrera. I'm going with Amn. Oh, they're my midfield <clears> three. Oh, fuck. The reason I just why I'll just tell you quickly. The reason why I like Amn in that role is I like that Danny's going to be more of that line-breaking player, the higher-tempo player. I like AMM because it gives us a runner. 
It gives us someone who's just going to run up and down, build up the Ks. You know, I, I think for so long we've missed that type of player. And I said last year, I know everyone sees Willock as that more Diaby style of player. And I know Manny has said a lot that Willock is more that Diaby style of player. I'm not saying that AMN is that Diaby. It, it, the, I'm not saying that AMN is particularly like Diaby. But in one facet, I see something similar, which is just that ability to cover distance in between the lines. So that would be my midfield three. I like the balance of that midfield. Let's throw it to Toby for a midfield three first. Torreira, Caballos, Ganduzi. Caballos. K E B I O S. Did I say oh. that out loud? Yeah, yes, unfortunately you did. I thought I was saying that in which, my head. Which discredits our I wrote it down phonetically. Now I was going to say it. Our brand is dog shit. Our brand is fucked yeah. anyway. Okay. Caballos. Caballos. Excellent. Well done. Just remember that. And go All with I needed it. someone to do was spell it with a K. Explain your, uh, your three, Toby. Look, the reason I've gone the three, my original one... I was uh, I was contemplating Urzel because I thought that's what would happen. I thought it would be Terreira, Caballos, and Urzel at the top of a, like a almost like a diamond three, and then I thought, fuck it, fuck him. So what I've done is Terreira sitting in the base, and then a very fluid Caballos and Genduzi. Could Caballos probably playing a little bit more of the quotation marks Ramsey role and bombing forward more? because of uh, his attacking prowess. And Ganduzi just because of his engine and his uh, ability ability on the ball. So where I'm heading with this is a 4-3-3. And those guys with Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. Well, we haven't got there yet, Toby. But if you just want to jump the gun and start talking about front threes before Manny's even given his midfield. All right. I'm sorry, but that's that to me is like a midfield balance with a forward thinking emphasis. And I think that's the only way we're going to fucking win games because we can't defend. Manny, midfield three. Torreira at the base, of course. Sabios and I've gone with Willock. <clears throat> Reason being... Ceballos is that Cazola type. Knows his pass before getting the ball. That bit of mobility to, you know, beat a press. Um, good range of passing on him. Dribbles as well. You know, runs at players. You mm. know, he's not afraid to take him on. With Willock, you have that Gwendozi engine. Um, you have somebody that can put himself about as well, that can help out Torreira in the tackle. And with a bit of end But also that can give us... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That can give us that threat from midfield. Which can do because, yeah, doesn't I think we have. can all agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that we do not score enough goals from midfield. Correct. Yeah. So, Willock has got that late run into the box that we have been lacking for yep. quite a while. Yep. So that that's my thinking. Nothing. And Caballos doesn't score goals from all accounts as well. No, he doesn't. Like I said, he's more of a Cazola type. Him, him, set pieces. Let him get on there. But rotating with with Guendouzi works. Caballos is gonna have a cracker in him, but not much of general goal production. No, he is. Like I said, he's more the guy who will retain possession 
right? He's the guy that you get the ball to if you want us to keep that position in midfield. So I think that great balance in that midfield. I think Caballos as well has that. He can tackle. He's not afraid to, you know, do the dirty work. So that midfield has great balance. You can rotate Willock with Gwenduzi, and I think that works perfectly. So, yeah, that's my three. Yeah. Now, front three, almost everyone that I've seen... What about Ryan? Anything Hold on, online. yeah. <laughs> what if, did we not do Ryan? Just going to sit here and just look around and, and be happy that I'm here oh, on the podcast. You're Yay. a piece of shit, Max. <laughs> I fucked up, Ryan. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry, buddy. It's fine. I was going to complicate things you. anyway. Um, my three... <laughs> okay, were... Ryan... <laughs> So, uh, it's tough because Sabayos hasn't really played for us, so it's very hard to judge like what he'll do, where he's at. But I ain't say the same thing for me on Niles. He hasn't played midfield either. So, but in a perfect world, what I would like to see would be Torreira, Amn, and Joe Willick. Uh, I think both of those guys uh, being box to box, maybe going forward, offer us a lot. Yeah, do we need more attacking? Maybe not, but. It just excites me, and I, so I, I've been calling for Amen for so long. It's very exciting, that prospect. Did you just yeah. say no Chebios? No Chebios. See, like, see, like, the letter? Like, see, like, the letter, and then you say bye, like, bye-bye. I fucking said it right. I swear I said it right. It's wrong in English. Because you've been learning Italian, and the C is a ch. Or because you're just a retard. Probably Toby, because I'm a fucking retard. Hmm. I threw Sibios. you a bone there, man. But like, there you go. Did yeah, I do it? That was good. You had it. Yes, yeah, you, you did. had it. You had it. Yeah, there you go. Sebios. There Sibios. you go. That's good. S e b i o. No, see you, Sibios. fucking cockhead. <laughs> no, you know what? Just, is just, a C just, for me. Just, just let him spell it the <laughs> way he wants to spell it. All right. The pronunciation. C says ch. Yeah. C says ch. Dude, remember, Max. Dude, remember do what feels Spanish. good. It's a Spanish name and bro. works for your brain. Toby, how S-E long you know me for? Sabios. Toby, how long you know me for? Your whole life. Yeah, yeah. How long have I been a retard? Your whole life. There you go. It's not going to change. Sabios. What? Danny Sabios. You just did it. There you go. Hey. Hey. Well done, buddy. Good boy. Go. It's a good boy. Good Thank boy. You. <laughs> I'm like scratching your chin. Gold star. Self five. <laughs> so, front three. Almost everyone who has written a front three on any forum, on any first 11 makeup, anywhere, have all gone for the same front three. They've all gone for Oba, Lacquer, and Pepe. I don't love that. No. Because I thank don't you. love I don't love Oba out of a wide position. Yes. And I'm, preach. I'm, and mm. everyone's saying no, it's about interchangeability, it's about this, it's about that. I've had an issue with us having a lack of width. I've had an issue with us having a lack of interchangeability. And the thing is is when you're playing wing backs who get forward the only way wingbacks who get forward can be really successful is if they've, if they've got people to interchange with out wide who are going to get chalk on their boots. So I am very much still in the camp of a lacquer or Obama Yang or lacquer and Obama Yang playing up front in a two in a different formation, which I prefer happening later in games. I'm also a big believer still 
you know, Bamiyang coming on either for the start of the game and running hard, or Aubameyang coming on at 60 minutes and really injecting himself with pace. So I'm interested to see whether the guys here on the panel agree with me or the guys here on the panel agree with almost every other fan who just wants to see Pepe, Lacazette and Aubameyang on the pitch together. So what's your free? I, I, I'm unsure. I'm throwing it out to you guys. I know that those are the best three players that we've got. Yeah. But I don't like the three of them on the pitch together. Can See, I open up? We a haven't huge seen that from three worms? together. If you say Urzel, I'm going to do it, Toby. Away. Do it. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. And that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't name a front three in a sense that works with an out and out number nine. But. Lacazette plays deeper. Are you saying players on the left? I'm saying players or not at all, but I'm saying the way to make it work better for Abamyang is probably to play Urzel mm. with behind a front two. And that way you don't need to play a player out of position so much. But oh, fuck Urzel. No, no, it's exactly. Bad. That's my point. Lacazette drops deeper plays more the Firmino role mm-hmm. and you've got your banging man and Pepe bombing beyond that. That's that's the way it works in my mind anyway. But my... my Manny? Go on. Hold on, I'll let Toby finish. Well, my Who's spanner the, in the yeah. works was if you wanted to change that and not everything is set in stone, like there's interchangeability within a game from 60 or 70th minute, your other option is to bring Urza on. That's not an option. I should have just spoken. <laughs> Manny, in a four-three-three, yeah. What do you see as an actual viable balanced front three? I I, I assume you agree with me. You you kind of. I don't like. You agree yeah, yeah, I don't like Aubameyang on the wing. I don't like it. Right. It's yeah. just we're taking our goal scoring threat away from what makes him that, and that's putting him on the wing. Yes, he's got pace and he can do all of that, but no, he's not a winger, right? So I'm ruling that one out. And I liked what Toby said, you know what I mean? Playing like Lacazette in the hole because he can do that hard work. I'm not sure he has that, you know, that touch to, you know, play a ball through or whatever. But if we're going to go with a flat front three, right? Let's just go with that. I would start with either Aubameyang or Lacazette as a centre forward. Pepe coming off the right. And I'm going for Iwobi on the left. Love it. Love it. I wonder what that goal, I wonder what that goal in the Europa final has done for him. Ooh, I wonder that was if a that's sexy given goal. him something. That was nice. Yep. That was a sexy and, goal. And there's no way and in hell those two stay fit the way they did last season as well. There's that, all right? But also, yes, it will be will potentially be a number 10 or, you know, a midfield player. I understand that. But he gives us that option on the left-hand side. He gives us that width. He gives us that work rate, that little bit of flair. Yes, his final ball is all over the place. But it's a better threat out there than a Bamiyang, mate. You know what I mean? So that would be, you know, my front three. Ozil is, is, 
in the back shed somewhere getting fucked he by sheep. He can fucking burn. He can burn Ozil. Oh, yeah. that's, that's... He'll do nothing. He'll do <laughs> fucking nothing. In the words of Conor McGregor, he'll do nothing. <laughs> he'll do nothing. None of you. Maybe you should, get, you should, maybe you should get the fans to boo him, Max. Ah, uh, <laughs> hey, hey Ryan. Oh. Hey Ryan. Oh. Hey Ryan. Because you're an important member of the Ars Brothers as well, and I wouldn't want Aww. you to feel let down. Who's your front? Who's who's your front three? I kind of wish you didn't ask me this because honestly, I, I while you guys are talking, I've been kind of tossing up what I would do. Uh, I'm still not entirely. I, I don't want to go with that, you know, ooh, Pepe, Laka, Aubameyang. I don't, I don't like Aubameyang on the left-hand side either, but I'm just racking my brain for the a better a better front three. Uh, I love Awobi. I was a, a big supporter of his. Uh, I think with him, it's either he has games where he works or he doesn't work. I don't think it's really a, a thing of him not playing well. Uh and I'm kind of happy you guys brought up the, his Europa League goal because it was it was something, but it came right when he came off the bench, and I think that's where he's best. I think he, I think maybe they could do like a a double sub of uh, Aubameyang and Awobi for maybe you know uh, like Ozil Lacazette. But uh, I would, but gun to my head, I I hate to be bland and boring, but I would probably do Aubameyang Lacazette. And Pepe, just because of the sheer fact, I don't really see anything that works better. As much as I don't want Obamian in that left, or honestly, I think Lacazette's such a hard worker, I wouldn't even be upset if putting Lacazette on one of the wings, just because I just love his work rate and I love everything he puts into the game. Hmm. Well, different era, but we used to squeeze a lot of attacking powerhouses into the one team. You know, your Burkamps. Toby, there's two different schools of thought. Mm. There's two different schools of thought you either put on a, a, a team that makes sense balance wise. I lean towards or that. Or you put on your best be 11 players. Yeah, yeah or, you, or you put on your best 11 players and you hope they work it out. You hope yeah. they're good enough to work it out. I think that's where a lot of people are going with the Obama Yang, Lacazette, Pepe vibe. Mm. And, you know, even a lot of the guys on Guns and Yellow Ribbons really believe that that's interchangeable and people are going to pull into wide positions and, and go up front and that that's all really well and good until it doesn't fucking work and then you've got issues I, I'm still a big believer in players who play off the left playing off the left players who play off the right playing off the right and putting your most prolific goal scorer through the middle now for me Aubameyang and Lacazette play in different styles of games Lacazette's a guy who I want to play when I need hard work, someone who's going to drop deep, someone who's going to harry and terrorize people, win balls in the air. Aubameyang's almost the guy who I want on when I want to go out and flat track bully people, people who are going to sit back. I, I want Aubameyang to run at people. I want him to terrorize people with his people pace. People to sit back. It'd Lacaz- be the opposite. You want him on the uh, counter. I, I don't... I, no, I don't... Uh, yes. I, actually, do you know what? Aubameyang didn't even do a huge amount on the counter for me last year. I think, again, that was a misconception of ours, similar to how we thought that Lacazette was more of a Defoe player. Yeah. I think we thought that it was just going to be Aubameyang running into hordes of space, and it didn't happen that often. What ended up happening more with Lacazette is he had a lot of snapshots in him. A lot of those kind of like... Those things where he didn't have to think 
as much and he just took it on. The goal against Tottenham, that's just a take on. That's just a, you know, just a curled finish for a take on. But mm, but he's in anyway, space. Regardless, he's I, in space. He's not I even just think, Yeah, I get that. Defense. I get that. I just think they're different horses for different courses is what I'm saying. And I think if you're a club who's lucky enough, how many games per year is there all up? All up. Anyone? 70. Over 50. 70-odd game. By the time you played all your League Cup, all your FA Cup, all your Europa, all your Premier League, it'd be over 50, 60-odd games. If you've got two world-class strikers... Yeah, if you've got two world-class strikers, surely there's there's 30 games each and probably 30 bench appearances each, one or the other. You know, and I just think that there is this mentality. And I'll tell you another thing, and we'll touch on it quickly, and it's it will be an interesting point, and I'll, I, I wonder what everyone's going to come out of it. One of those guys goes down, you're running Niket here. Yep. Mm. And despite everyone's, again, love of youth, how good he's been in preseason, I go back to what I said at the very top of the pod, which was about Benikafobes, or as I wrote in our messenger group... <laughs> Benic Adobe. Adobe Acrobat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's no seller boss. Oh, God. No, I got it wrong again. I got it wrong again. Sabayos. <laughs> I have to look at it to read it. Anyway, once one of those guys goes down, we're looking at Eddie Niket here. Now, regardless of how good he's been in preseason or what he's done, We've got issues there if one of those guys go down. And if both of those guys go down, we're fucked. Toby spoke about it earlier on. There is no way we get through another season with those two guys with that injury record. They barely miss games. Mm. Yeah. Does that mean Pepe goes up top? Does no, Pepe actually man. become our third well, they striker? Tried to, they, they've been no. trying to convert him as a center forward uh, at a whatever Lily 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 um, I Leo. think that's Lille. Lille yeah got my Spanish down my French could Le use to- work a toot a toot le monde boys a toot but, le monde. oh big you shut up with that, yeah so he he played a little <laughs> bit of center forward and I heard because I, I don't watch too much but that's where he shines the best is when he's a center forward now for our team do I want him nope. there no 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 while I'm in that wing running 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 but Mate, you got it the other way around. That was the other he end? tried to play him as a center forward right. first, and he, he just wasn't working out for him. He's a left-footed right winger. That's what he is. Cuts in, okay. bends it, very left-footed. He's an iron That's Robin, is he? Not too good. Yeah, he Ooh. is. Except Robin was Robin was so predictable, but nobody knew how to defend it. So with Pepe, he's a bit like that. He's he's not. He can dribble, but he's not a Zaha type dribbler. Um, strong, like tall as well for for wingers, though over six foot. Um, so no, nah, he's better suited to the left wing man, to the right. So wing, you'd sorry. rather play Eddie, given if that ha- if we get injured, would you rather play Eddie than him, and then figure out the the wings? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the way it's got to be, man. I don't know. Just quick round table, Eddie Nakedia, ready to be Arsenal's number two if our one of our one or two goes down. I don't think we have a choice, bro. You know I me, mean? I don't think we have a choice. I think we we're not going for strikers in this window. You know, so a lot of faith is gonna be placed in him. You know, so 
hopefully the, the two guys don't break down, but they cannot go through another season playing almost every game. They're going to need a break somewhere down the line. So when that does happen, Ketcha has got to step up. Hold on a minute. Is it this season that this, this stupid... Um, what's that thing called again? Um, winter break things. Does that kick in next year? I, did, I didn't even know was it, it this was season going to happen. I thought it was a very traditional UK. I saw someone post something about at least we get a winter break. So I, I, I was under Isn't the it impression... This I, think, I actually think... UK gets a winter break anyway because there's basically a week and a half, two weeks when there's a break and an FA Cup tie after Christmas. So I don't think it's as bad as what it's made out to yeah, be. Yeah, it's going to be around February. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's going to be around February. I think it might be this season. I need to look that up. I think it might be this season. So yeah, but anyway, yeah, and catch it to be our, you know, our Danny Werberg, so to speak. All right, guys, into. I guess what's going to be our final segment for tonight. And as I said at the start of the show, Ask Brothers is most likely this year going to be a monthly podcast. Uh, for those of you who kind of don't know, um, Toby will be having a second child. Toby, I've done it publicly. Toby will be having a second child at some stage this year, so his time constraints are going to be quite difficult. And um, and my time constraints will become impendingly difficult with the with the the venue and the bar and Bowerbird and what we do with work. So, because we're going to be doing this Ask Brothers monthly, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a prediction of what's going to be happening for the next month. So the upcoming month. Then we're going to catch up at the start of next month and talk about what we predicted. So guys, within the calendar month of August, and in true Ask Brothers fashion we're only going to be looking at premier league we're not looking at fa cup we're not looking at league cup we're not looking at europa we've got three games in august guys on the 11th we've got newcastle away on the 17th we've got burnley at home and on the 25th we've got liverpool away so newcastle opening hold game up, hold up before you even go into that toby is that confirmed or is that in the pipeline. I think Max has jumped the gun a little bit. We haven't had the 12-week scan yet. But, fuck it. It's fine. It's fine. But yes. So, it, so it's definitely happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I mean, if if all goes well, then yeah. we are, yeah, we're expecting another one. So, it'll be, it's very, it's very exciting. Oh, damn, it's been man. a long time coming. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is fucking congratulations, mate. At least you know yours works. <laughs> Max, what the fuck's your excuse? Shooting blanks, bro. Shooting mate, blanks, I'm, bro. He I'm can't sh- find I'm the hole. Come more. on. We know. <laughs> I'm short sh- I'm sh- shooting more jizz than Chilabos. Oh, God. Anyway, no H. Toby, congrats, mate. I hope it all goes well. Hopefully it's a girl. You know what I mean? And no, nah, man, congrats. Yeah, man. congrats. Sure. Thanks, just don't, name, I, I just don't I, name the kid Theo. It'd be, it'd be nice if there's some balance and there's a little girl as well. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, and hopefully they're nothing that. like our esteemed brother Max. Oh, let's hope not, man. I was watching, I was reading the status as this dickhead panicking about, you know, babysitting your nephew. You're, you're a terrible person, Max. You know that. 
You're a terrible <laughs> fucking human being. All right, that should be the easiest job in the world, man. But you made it seem so fucking difficult. You are a dick. Toby, don't let him fucking babysit the new one. All right, please, for all our sakes. I mean, I took yeah, his status I'll... as the kid babysitting Max. I took it as Toby's kid babysitting Max. I thought that was what the deal was. He's saying <laughs> oh Max God, was babysitting. Like, yeah, he just he just he just got Max to wear a big crash helmet and fed him some food every now and then. <laughs> I rode a tricycle. Anyway, it was did, Max. on a horribly slanderous note towards Max debunking the fact that he's a total black-hearted cunt. Uh, Max actually did a very good job um, and my son really enjoyed the day. So, suck shit, Max. Yeah, well, we had to give him a hard time, man. We, we, <laughs> we've got to give him a hard time. That's what we do out here. Okay, Toby we don't give him a break. the entire week ruining 34 years of me creating a, a, a wall around myself of the fact that I'm a cunt. Toby has systematically been going around to everyone I know trying to tell people that I am a nice person. It is all lies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do yourself that level of credit. They have asked me and said, is he as bad as he makes out to be? And I have said, no, he actually did quite well. So, But some truth in what you are saying. Anyway, should we wrap up this <sighs> it's pod? It's all bullshit, boys. Mr. Let's Facilitator. Yes. Yes. Mr. Facilitator. So, three games this this month, guys. Three games this month. 11th against Newcastle, away. 17th against Burnley, at home. 25th against Liverpool, away. What I'm looking for is total points, guys. Total points. Toby, three games. How many points for Arsenal? Six points. Win-win loss. Manny, how many points for Arsenal? Um, I'd say, yeah, I'd say four points. Who have you got the, uh, who have you got the draw against? Newcastle. Mm. Mm. Ryan from South Carolina. How many points? Was it North Carolina? We don't talk about that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to have to agree with Manny and go four points. I think I, I do. I think it's going to be a slow start for us. I think we're going to draw against Newcastle as well. Yeah, look, boys, I've got six points. I've got win-win. I, I, I think that we are going to struggle badly against teams who have attacking prowess this year. And I, I think that Newcastle and Burnley aren't going to maybe provide anything that is that is uh, sharp enough to to really make a struggle I think we're gonna go we're gonna go win-win loss boys and I mean we're gonna follow this up at the start of next podcast which I think is going to be somewhere around the the 5th of September um guys thank you so much for for coming back to brother Manny and and brother Ryan and brother Toby, thank you so much for for coming back onto the Ask Brothers Rankcast this year. To people who have lasted the one hour and 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 forty six minutes of this just rambling bullshit, please follow us. Hit those subscribe buttons because the people who follow us are all just Ask Brothers, just brothers and us. We don't have followers. We don't have subscribers. We don't have listeners. 
We just have people who like to sit around, talk shit, have fun, and have an opinion. And we're an opinions-based podcast. We cannot wait to see you next month. I look forward to speaking to my three brothers in Arsenal again, Sweet Baby Ray, Toby, and Ryan. I'll catch you guys on the next Ars Brothers in September, where hopefully we'll be reviewing three wins from three. Cheers, guys. Have a good night. Good night.